everybody. Welcome in another edition of The Wrap. It's Groundhog Day still here in Michigan. Tom Mazaway, Clarence Black, Brendan Sennett in the house. We're expecting T. Foss on the TV here as well. We're live at the Jim Reels Friendly Chrysler Jeep Studios. There he We're is. Jam-packed. Is T. Foss there? There he is. He's in the garden The today. legend. The garden. What's up, Terry? We'll lead <laughs> off with you. What's up, my man? Nothing nice and warm out here in the garden. Um... This is my little forest in the background. I see and, that. And uh, since I'm not looking back, you guys, um, I want you to be on the lookout for if a deer tries to sneak up on me because they do that sometimes. <laughs> okay. I will. Deer, we'll, I'm not afraid of you. We'll be looking, man. We'll be looking. <laughs> That's awesome. Hey, we're, talk, we're talking about uh, just before we got on the air, Brendan always comes in the studio and he always has his Red Wings mask on. Clarence and I. You know, we're in the building here. We don't wear it. Uh, when we go to stores, we wear it. But now we're coming to a point where we're not wearing it as much. Sometimes if you run into Kroger, if you run into 7-Eleven or whatever, just for a second, sometimes I forget my mask. And I feel bad. I don't. Feel, I, first of all, I'm lazy, as you know. I don't want to, I don't want to run back Confirmed. And, and, and put my mask on. So I just say, all right, maybe I'll just make a quick run for it, get my, my two things, and get the hell out of there. Clarence, you're just wearing it. Just so people don't dirty look you. Yeah, that's 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 it at this point, man. I'm so I'm so over this thing. But here's what's funny. So we, you, we, my my wife and I went out. We went to uh, our our favorite one of our favorite places, Joe Muir. Yeah. And so you have to Nothing wear the, the mask. Best for you. you wear the mask in Joe Muir, and that is true, by the way. I know. You wear the, the mask crack. in Joe Muir, T, and then they take your temperature, and then when they take your temperature. Then if you're obviously your temperature's fine, then you're good to take your mask off and go to your seat. Which is the the silliness of this, right? The silliness of this to me is if I had a temperature, I wouldn't go out. But, Correct. But the big challenge about this whole thing and why we keep seeing the resurgence is the fact that the biggest problem with this thing is that most of the people that have it don't know they have it. They Correct. are asymptomatic. So right. I feel like I feel like this is band aid bullet hole type shit. I, re- I genuinely do, man. Like, and it's getting me to a place where, you know, at some point, it's like, does the does the benefit? It's like, is the cure gonna kill you? You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like we're in this place right now where, like, dude, the cure is killing us. The thing is killing us. The cure is killing us. Like, but wait a minute. The facts of the matter are, if you do wear a mask yeah. and you're in the public, yes. you are protecting yourself sure. from outside. I- Absolutely. Germs, people talking, yep, right. stuff is yep. coming out of our uh, mouths yep. all the time. Uh-huh. So yep. that's a fact. Yep. Sure. Yes. That that's will will protect that you if there's yep. an if there's a sick person in there. I know Brendan, yes. uh Ange doesn't let you out of the house. She, she's been watching over you for the past three and a half months. You got kids. She's a teacher. She's a little bit and you can't I have to res, you have to respect everybody's wishes. Sure. She didn't want to let you out of the house till maybe three weeks ago. Yes, yeah, so right? roughly. Yeah, I would say it's about that. Yeah, I mean, she just didn't feel comfortable, you know, me being around. It's not that, you know, not you guys, but it's yeah. people that you come into contact with, yeah. you know. I get it. And, and Terry and, only and... sneaks out on days his wife goes to work. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> tell yeah. us tell us how that's working out. Uh, it's working out pretty well. I mean, I get yelled at whenever she finds out that I've been out and about. But, you know, I, I can't stay in my house all the time. Right. And uh, speaking of masks, uh, I got shamed uh, for wearing a mask. I was at a restaurant. Oh, yeah, I saw that. That's bizarre. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I was, I was, I was leaving, and I heard someone say, not you, T-Foss. I'm like, <sighs> what? And, and they said, they pointed at my mask. I'm like, and I only said one word. I said, pandemic. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. I'm trying to say, help, 
myself, but also trying to help other people too. Yeah, by sure. not spreading my germs. To have any? So, T, when we were at Joe Muir, it was at no point in time did I feel unsafe. My wife and I wore our mask in, temperature check, mask off. We ate. Our waiter kept his mask on yeah, the whole time, that's which what I they cannot do. imagine. No, how it's horrible. I cannot imagine that, man. And that's a, and that's one of the things that we're dealing with right now. Even in the military, we're talking about like what can and can't you do? Yeah, how do you how are you gonna in a mask? It? I mean, and because that's a, I mean, there's a, there's a for some people is a is a feeling of claustrophobia. It's of like they feel. Just in their, their, you know, they have yeah. a, a legit change emotionally with a mask on. I was standing but, in line at Dick's Sporting Goods. I could not wait to get to, to the register to get the hell out of there. Oh, yeah. That's how it feel, is. Yeah. yeah. And depending on the type of mask, some of the, the mask dig into your skin. Yeah. and I mean, it, I, man, I, I get it. I think that, like, that article and the story came out about the people at Royal. Like, if you're at a bar and you don't have a mask on, now you're gambling. Right. I feel like if I go to a restaurant and it's good social distancing Absolutely. and I'm just with my wife. You're okay. You know, we weren't at, but there were people there. There was a t- Terry, there was a tent top. There was a tent top. That's just crazy. I but mean, again, but uh, hmm. but if you you can wear your mask in and all this other stuff like I man, I just I feel like we are in this really odd bubble of you know, it if I'm asymptomatic and I have it then everybody, the minute I took that mask off and I started talking to my wife at Joe Muir, it's there. It's sure. it, it's 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 available to the general. And it's droplets we're talking about that can spread in the air and everything else. And I, like you said, if you give it to me, I, it might not affect me. Right. Absolutely. But then I'm, I have it and I might be you affecting Brenda. Yeah. Sure. Per se. Well, that was the conversation I was having funny with my dad driving over here. Because my parents' anniversary, much like your wife's birthday, is tomorrow. Right. My parents' anniversary is Friday. Awesome. 44 years. Congrats. Salute. That's salute. That's right. They got their best present right here. No, just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> best and their worst. But, but T, I, <laughs> exactly. T, I want exactly. to get your no, thoughts because it's like- What I'm saying you. is I, I, I was telling them, like, I don't, didn't, they're going to go to Andiamo's on yeah. Telegraph. And I didn't know, I was like, I don't know how I feel about this. They're in their 60s. Yeah. You know, like, and yeah. my dad was telling me, "Oh, it's going to be fine." And just like you were saying about mirrors, it'll be yeah. fine. But so we have this thing. It. We have this no, thing now where we're talking about we're talking about quarantine. So that's the other thing too. As a military member, they're ba- they're basically told me like, "Hey, if you leave the state of Michigan, you're quarantined." So my wife and I are both in the military, which meant we can't like they're like two weeks quarantine, and then when you get back, then you got another two weeks on the back end. Sure. So T, I want to ask you when we look at these maps. I mean, the two. And they got, I guess, the, what's the varying shades of red or orange or whatever, yeah. and like the Alabama crimson is like the worst. And the Alabama crimson right now, you Roll got tie. Texas, California, and Florida. I mean, these are all supposed to be hotbeds for you know Travel, reopening and, yeah. and yeah, and teams. And I mean, if I'm the if you're the NBA, you got to be. Where's your level of panic right now? Because you got to still got you got to get guys to Florida. There's a lot of stuff that has to happen in the state right now where the cases are mounting on a, on a near ridiculous basis. What do they do, T? Well, I, you know, first of all, you get them in Florida. I, I think if you don't have the symptoms and you're in an NBA and you can just get to Florida, you're going to be okay because, you know, they're going to put you in some private van. They're going to take you into the bubble. No one's going to see you at that point. It, it, they could be spread all around you, you know, you know, at the – 7-Eleven, at TGI Fridays, all the bars and restaurants, you're not going to be there. And nobody from there is going to come and see. I think once you get inside the bubble, 
you should be fine. I don't you know, know about man. the mass thing. Mass. If this, if you have a whole bunch of sharks and you're not in the ocean, none of the sharks should be able to get you. And I think that's what the NBA is going to be doing. That's uh, good analogy. Because, but T, but T, this yeah, hasn't. It seems it seems just in a in a minor trial basis, right? So look, it, I mean, let's look at it like this: the, who's who has been the most successful with it so far? Is maybe NASCAR? I don't think I've heard of. Drivers or pit crews so far testing positive. Yeah, but I haven't golf, heard it either. But look, so let's look at this. Uh, soccer overseas. Not successful. They've had cases. Sure. Uh, golf. Here. Yeah. Cases. cases. We got the Rocket Classic going on. Rocket Mortgage, um, Mortgage Classic. and this. So the University of Houston was the, one of the first schools to bring athletes back on campus. And that took about 20 hours. And then they had cases. So, you know, I, it... Clemson, of course. So, T, how do we sit here and say, like, we just are assuming the NBA is just going to get it get it right? And if one well, guy in that – just one guy in that bubble, doesn't it shut the whole thing down? Well, here's the difference. Uh, these leagues are traveling weekend after week – week after week. They're standing in airports and airplanes in different hotels. And I'm saying if you can get them to Orlando and everyone's going to be um, – test it right away, um, I think you're going to be fine. I think the NBA is going to be able to succeed. Uh, yeah, some guys are not going to want to play, but I think that might be, I tell you what, Orlando or, or the Disney, where these guys are, would be the safest place in the whole state. So uh, I think they'll be fine. How about the Nets? They're going to have like six players. Only. I mean, uh, <laughs> well, how about but, teams but no. like that? Hey, here's another thing, too. because I I'm, we Maybe are... Jimmy will play for the Nets. That'd be awesome. By yeah, the way. we got a, Yeah, we T. We got so all three of you. We got a, a thing in the mail. My wife and I, because uh, we're Disney like uh, members of the Disney Club or whatever. Yeah, sure, a vacation. So, but they're saying, hey, we're open. They just ran their first ad. It's basically like, come on back, and it blew my mind. Cedar Point sent it to us because we're Gold Card members. They're ready to open to Gold yeah. Card members. Cedar Point. Would you go to an amusement no. park? I, man, I, I just I don't. I don't know how any of this is yeah. supposed to I know work. my kids want to go so bad, but how do I send my kids there? Right. I you know, you have to wear a mask and all. Right. But how who the hell wants to wear a mask in 100 degrees and stand in no. line? Here's here's another So Terry, here's another interesting one for for the people so for the for the hardcore reporters, the guys that do the job, the guys who are mm-hmm. reporting from the sideline on the at beat. the game, they're on the beat. But even the guys not on the beat, the guys who breaks I mean, it's, what is this new environment like for people that make their living on that side of the desk, on that side of, of you know, of, of sports, breaking stories and running the beat? Like, what have you heard from them about their comfortability of being able to not just go back, but also go back and be effective how do you get that break that story with a guy you can't just grab real quick after a game it's it's very very tough uh the one thing that i don't think the public understands enough is to be a really good reporter you just can't be on the phone talking to people you have to be around them uh you have to joke with them you have to socially interact with them to be a really good reporter so from the reporters i talk to you know, it's uncomfortable for them. It's tough for them, but they got a job to do. So they're willing to do it. And um, but they know they run the risk. They run the risk of catching this more than the rest of society. So 
maybe I'm happy that I'm kind of retired right now, but <laughs> yeah. I feel like somewhere Adam Schechter's laughing at him. We asked Rod Beard a couple of weeks ago if he wanted to go and cover this. He's like, no, no way, man. I'm I'm happy that the Pistons not not happy the Pistons aren't in the playoffs, but he's happy he doesn't have to deal with this. I'm happy they're not in the playoffs because they're a bad team. I don't want to see bad basketball. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I got it. Hey, I got you. I got you on here with us because the, you three, Brendan, Clarence, and you have had a little history with our old friend WDFN. 11.30 a.m. went off the air today at noon permanently, which is a very sad day. I never worked for DFN. always wanted to. Never did. I got to the garage once. I got interviewed by Rona. I was with WJR Sports Rap. We were kind of rivals back in the day, WJR and DFN, because we had our sports rap. We had the Red Wings. We had uh, the Michigan football. Michigan football, the Tigers. We did it all. And then you guys would make fun of us, you know, make fun of Chuck Swirsky and make fun of me and Dickerson and Courtney. You know, we were, we were all very friendly. We went to Saginaw Valley together to cover the Lions. But that's a sad day for me. And I just want to get your uh, your. I'll start with you, Terry. You were there uh, before these characters. What's your take on <laughs> What's your take on uh, WDFN signing off for the last time? Okay, for me, it's not sad, and here's why: WDFN stopped being WDFN years ago. Right. I mean, they had one morning show sometimes, and everything else was syndication. That's not WDFN to me. WDFN is all the local personalities. It's all the people. Kind of, you know, it was almost like college radio. You were learning radio, but you're having fun. Yeah. Uh, people are enjoying you. So I'm not sad today. I was sad many, many, many years ago because what I listened to on WDFN, that that wasn't the radio no. station that I grew up on. Well, the ticket kind of, you know, blossomed. 1270 kind of got in there and then turned it into the ticket on 97.1. I never understood why they never took that place and went to FM with it. I'll never understand it to this day. Clear Channel just wouldn't do it. Yeah, it it costs money to run a sports station. Right, we all know that. Yeah, because there's a lot of talent there. There's producers. You got to pay people. You got to pay. You know. You got to pay uh, hosts. You got to pay producers. You got to pay engineers. The whole works. And you know, it, I guess it is. It's just a money thing. And here it is. We have one sports station in town. I, I just feel bad, Clarence. You were there. So were you, Brendan. Man, for me, it was. Uh... For me, it was unreal, man. And and I, I look, I'm very honest about how I got my opportunities, man. You know, I was uh, I went on a reality TV show and then looked up and somebody just kind of threw me a bone and said, "Hey, you know, are you?" And that's life. Was that Hanson? Yeah, yeah, great. Yeah, and, I'm, and I'll be eternally grateful, you know, to him because I was a fan. You know, as a as a I, I, sports is, is was my life since I was you know, eight years old. I We're love all it. the same. I, I you're love it, you're a handsome bastard too. Yeah, That's I your mean, problem. That helps. But you know, but <laughs> that um, helps. But you're not in the club though. But man, I've been reading Terry. I've been, <laughs> hey, as as long as I could read, like as long as I've had the ability on this planet to read, man, I was able to read Terry Foster. So that was a yeah. really geeky. That was a geeky moment for me, man. The sports that doctor. Was a, and and I'll be honest, man. Like the thing about it that where it really it kind of it woke me up it woke me up to opportunity i mean part of this whole thing that we're talking about with with the in you know this george this post george floyd world is about opportunity and i i think with clear channel the fact that terry went on and had the success that he had not at dfn to me is a is the deer there is a testament to 
or almost not a testament, but it almost is. Uh, it's like, are you serious? Like that that Clear Channel or DFN or those people could not find a, a way to make him because he had the talent, and we had a lot of people there that had the talent, black and white, that weren't afforded opportunities. Brendan wasn't afforded an opportunity. So I just look at it like it to me it, it and kind of like Terry said it to me it stopped being DFN when I look up and every single the weekends are basically kind of like eighty percent of where your your black talent is on the weekend. Sure. Um, well, you got the holidays too. Didn't you? Oh yeah, you but I mean, <laughs> literally, a friend of mine, a friend of mine was basically like, you know, we were we were playing basketball. I was like, man, I got to go do a show. And he said basically his exact words, Terry. I'll never forget it. Funniest thing I ever heard. He was like, "N word weekends on DFN," and I I died. I I died. It was the funniest thing I, because, and I don't think anybody there meant to do it, Terry. I think they just were like, it just was. Hey, I I got these. And, you know, it's funny people talk about Sean, but I remember when Sean was was just kind of scratching to get, you know, hit, hit, get on the air and, and, and all of that. So when it was great, man, it was a great place, but it was like every place else. It, it still was devoid of I feel it was devoid of opportunities. So when it when it went. I didn't have a problem with it. I was more happy for Terry, to be honest with you. Not that I didn't have. I just it. I did not have this blinding loyalty to DFN or Clear Channel. I was thankful for my opportunity, but I think Terry, because I knew I was never going to be a guy they grabbed and said, "Okay, here you go." It to me, it was always like, man, best part time. I, I tell people all the time, best part time jobs ever. I got the best part time jobs on the planet. Go ahead, Terry. Talk about Art Regner, you and the rest of the crew. Um, it was it was wild down there. Um. I, I did the sports doctor show. They started us out on Saturdays because they weren't sure if this was going to be a good show. They liked the show. We got popular on Saturdays. We were doing it from noon until 4 p.m., which is, uh, you know, black folks time. We do it the weekends. And then uh, the, show, the show got popular. And then uh, they moved it to nights. And, um, and we kind of replaced uh, uh, Ike Mega Man Griffin because yeah. he had issues. Uh, but they they had some they had some live programming on, so we weren't on every night. And then finally, they moved us to to middays because they thought the show was real popular. And uh, Art was a um, was still as he was a character. Um, I when I'm preparing for a, a three hour show, I like to get in an hour to hour and fifteen minutes beforehand. Of course. And I swear, every time Art would say, "Hey, Doctor Foster, let's have dinner before the show." You know, our show started when it started seven. He he swore he'd be there at five o'clock. Five o'clock, no art. Six o'clock, no art. Six forty-five, no art. And then finally, he would just go go rolling in, and you know, he'd always apologize. Something happened, and it was always something out of his hands. So, but um, we um we we had a a, a lively show. You know, it, it's not as polished as the shows were on 97.1 because we at 97.1 we, we had uh, program directors. We had yeah. resources. Uh, people, yeah, we, we had more resources and stuff. We'd have people who analyzed the show, listen to the show. That was their whole job. Then critique us afterwards. DFN, you just went. That was it. And I think that was the beauty of it. I don't think people want, hello, my name is Terry Foster, and uh, here I'm on WDFN. Here's what we're going to talk about. Today. No, they just want you to sit up there, relax kick it uh, i always used to pretend that i was in either one of two spots i was at the end of a bar talking to a bunch of people 
or I was in my living room talking to relatives. So I always pretended that when I was on the air because we, we just kind of kicking it, having a good time. I think that was the great thing about uh, WDFN. Hey, Brent, you had a good, uh, you had a little spat there. You, you, were, you were like a baseball insider. Would, were you the Sandman? Yeah, that was me. Yeah. No, to Clarence's point, and it's just, I think we've all, we've all experienced this in our adult lives, you know, whether it's at a company or, you know, whatever, an organization that we deal with or whatever, like, or, or the sports teams that we follow. Like Clarence said, it's just, it was almost like the when bad teams make, the, you know, decisions, like, you don't play the best guys, and and you're right. Like people, it, it wasn't. And and like I said, most of my 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 good memories from there were great. But then a lot of my memories from there were bad because there was a lot of you know there wasn't a lot of not a lot of great people. But there was a lot of fake people, and I'm not yeah. going to mention any names. For the click, we talk about the click, like the the crew, the sure. club, the sure. club. I mean, yeah, that. I mean, and, and to some degree, that club I think was. I don't want to say it was started. It DFN, but I mean, I think some of the founding members of that damn club That's a fact. were for sure. sure at DFN. And it's just, you know, it, it blew your mind that, like like you said, there was guys that knew what they were doing and could bring stuff to the table, yet they were bored up in a NASCAR race at 2 o'clock in the morning. Yep. You know what I mean? So it, you know, it, it was it was definitely weird. Fun, but weird. It's just a sad time in radio. You know, that's why we're doing... What we do, we do uh, <laughs> streamcasting. We're podcasting with video, so we're streaming out to uh, whoever's gonna want to hear us. So well, let's, that's, let's that's what we this, try to do. How about we put this one out too? T, did you get a chance to to check out Parker's article on Deadspin? I did. I was quoted in it. There you go. <laughs> that's right. Oh, that's right. Uh, so when he came yeah. to you with that, did you feel like it was just it was time? It just was a. It needed to be said. It was just. What was your take on it? Uh, my, my take on it was this is par for the course in sports radio. There, there isn't diversity and in and, and the media as a, as a whole. You know, uh, someone wrote on Twitter that how come they didn't have more black voices on WDFN? Here's what I say. WDFN was, has been the most diverse place I've ever worked. And I've worked at the Free Press, the News, 97.1, WXYT. DFN was, was number one as far as diverse voices on there. And um, here's what they always say. Uh, someone opens up a publication. That's what got Rob upset. It was uh, Bill Simmons uh, started a uh, publication. The Ringer. Had no yeah. The Ringer. No black writers, no black editors, nothing. And uh, I, I remember we were upset. We were covering a basketball tournament. It was a bunch of you know, the national media, and they started the national. And the national had no black writers, no black editors. And so we, we were all pissed. And then they quoted the, uh, the editor said, well, we couldn't find any. And there was like 12 black people covering this tournament. Said, Who got a call? And nobody got a call. And I remember there was a couple white guys who I trained they all got called. I'm like, well, I'm telling this, teaching this mug how to do the business. He got a call. I didn't get one. And mm. here's the always said, well, we called Mike Wilbon. And he said, no. I said, he's not the only black journalist in America. <laughs> <laughs> That's why the National didn't make it, right, Terry? Uh, yeah, you know that. But they also, here's what the National did. Was that Frank they, DeFord's paper, by the way? Yeah. Frank, Frank DeFord. DeFord. I love Frank DeFord, by the way. Just wanted yeah, to mention that. But 
but uh, I like them too. Met them a few times, but they they would write the same story over and over again. They find some black guy whose mother was a crackhead, but made it in boxing. And I read that story so many times. It's like, guys, can you come up with something else? Well, then Terry Simmons took that that heat because what did he say? Or they asked him, or they, they kind of somebody challenged him on on the hiring demographics. And I think, what do you say? Something like it's uh, not amateur night or not open mic night or That's something. That's right. This is yeah, the, he said it's not. Like, this it's is not the open big mic leagues. Night. It's not yeah. open mic. He did say that. Like yes, that. he did say that. That was his quote. Well, I, I have I have read The Ringer, and I could outperform those supposedly great writers sure. on there. They're, they're amateurs, too. I mean, a lot of times we, we grow up, we're amateurs, we get that opportunity, and um, we make the most of it. When I started the free press, I was an amateur. I, I was just learning sports, learning how to write, but they gave me the opportunity, and it, it kind of worked out. And then I yeah, moved dude. over to the news stuff like that but you got to give someone an opportunity yeah and the other thing this is you need different views um when you start a publication and uh, i know a lot of people say well uh well the only reason you're hired is because you're black or one of the and you're damn right here's here's why that comes in handy when i first started the free press the free press had this big meeting and what they wanted to do at the issue, there was an issue of black children being murdered. And what they wanted to do is they wanted to put like a billboard up up in the community. And every time a black kid was murdered, they would switch the number. And uh, so they That's had this good. meeting and everybody said, That's a great idea. So they were going to go do it. And so I was nervous as hell. I was just 25 years old. And I said, Excuse me. I said, that's a terrible idea. Yeah, terrible. Of course treating, it is. You're treating black lives, you know, like the numbers on a gas pump. I think that's the analogy yeah. I use. And I said, it's not a good idea. The community's going to be pissed at you. And so if I wasn't there, if you didn't have diverse voices, then you wouldn't know that. Hey, so Terry, anyway, hang on. We're going we're gonna to pick this up on the next edition. All right? So hang on. All more right. Terry Foster, Clarence Black, Brendan Santa, Tom Asaway. More on The Wrap. Thanks to David, Angel, Stevie Mack. You're listening to NRM Streamcast. Back with plenty more after this.